0: Terms and conditions apply.
1: Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Sunday
2: on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hour number two, Point Spread Sunday, coming to you from the VSN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femia Bebe, alongside Mike Pritchard here, week number 15 in the National Football League. In 15 minutes, we have our bets for today's action. Uh, spoiler alert, only got a couple. Uh, it, it's obviously been a COVID ravaged week in the National Football League. So a lot of people treading lightly, as mm-hmm. are we. So we, we opted out of the buffet line and we just ordered to go. Right. Just a couple items.
0: Sure, sure. <laughs> but I'm I might sure. be looking to add. I might be looking to nibble. looking at some props uh, for some particular games because I'm intrigued by the action so far that we've seen this mm-hmm. morning. Uh, so I might be selecting some picks live on air. Hey,
2: I absolutely love that. We're going to do it live, according to Chris here. It uh, looking at the odds board, before we get into what's trending here, we just saw during the break, the Buffalo Bills at Circa have moved to a 14.5 point favorite against the Carolina Panthers. This line was hovering around 10, 10.5. I think once the news the momentum of Josh Allen likely playing in the game started to trickle out throughout the week, we saw 13s. Mm-hmm. Figured it would stop around 13.5 or so. No, it's blown right through the key number of 14, not the most key number, but games oftentimes land on 14. Now we're at the other side of that with Bills laying 14 and a half. Interesting to see where the bottom is at that market. We were talking during the break that at some point you got to entertain betting Carolina in this spot here. Not something that you feel good about betting, but you got to bet numbers and 14.5 is a lot of points. We'll discuss that later on in the show. But let's get to what's trending here, Pritch. And I want to start with a trend with the game in the Meadowlands between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. Cowboys, 11.5-point favorites with a total of 44.5. And Pritch... Will you fade, follow, or forget this trend? The Cowboys (laughs) are 8-0 against the spread in their last eight games against NFC opponents. So pretty simple. Cowboys perform, outperform, I should say, market Mm -hmm. expectations against NFC teams. Will you fade, follow, or forget?
0: Um, I'm going to forget this trend uh, because it's the Giants and the Cowboys and the Cowboys offense has been struggling. Well documented a little bit here. uh, And they're making excuses for why. You know, whether it's Dak Prescott, $40 million man, and, mm. um, or, or if it's, it's the players around him. I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. You're a quarterback, and you have CeeDee Lamb, uh, Michael Gallup, and Amari Cooper, and Schultz, and all these guys, <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, all this, the offensive line, too. I know, I know the offensive line have shuffled around. Uh, but if you're a quarterback like that, why are, why are you struggling? You know, and uh, I, I think it's twofold. I think is Dak Prescott pressing a little bit as well as his offense coordinator, Kellen Moore, not really identifying what type of quarterback Dak Prescott is. Uh, And he coaches away from that or he calls plays away from that. So uh, they got to get back in sync. The fact that the Cowboys know that and understand that maybe this is the week they do it against the Giants, who they're not going to pressure him that much. uh, And and then certainly they're going to play softer in the secondary. So with the playmaking ability over there, I mean, it's a lot of points, uh, 11 uh in 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 the division two that's why i'm gonna forget that trend right now
2: yeah right now i think if they're gonna cover that spread it's not gonna be because of the cowboys offense. it's gonna be because of their defense mm-hmm. Micah parsons randy gregory demarcus lawrence those guys getting after mike glennon and that giants offensive line that just is not very good right so i can see that maybe dallas another offensive performance that kind of leaves you wondering okay what's the ceiling of this team come january but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't fade it. I don't want to take the New York Giants at all in this mm-hmm. spot here, but definitely I think I agree with you in terms of forgetting it. Just it's a no play for me with the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New York Giants. Uh, a game that we talked about earlier, the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers, one-and-a-half point favorites, one-point favorites, I should say, on the consensus line, total 42-and-a-half. But this one is more so in particular of the total. The Titans, in their last 15 road games, are 12-3 to the over. So mm-hmm. will you fade follow or forget this trend. I don't know what to do here for me because I'm looking at props for this game because I'm intrigued by the Steelers right The props
0: look good on sure, the Steelers They end. do and then I'm looking at the other side okay Ryan Tannehill passing yards Uh passing touchdowns excuse me why aren't Ryan Tannehill passing touchdowns because we're talking about yep. these trends here um one and a half the over is plus 145 the under is minus 185 uh, it doesn't sound like he's going to have that great of a day. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I look at the total, two pregame total right now, 43 on the board here. Um, but you, depending on where you shop, of course, I mean, team totals, uh, you're looking at 21 and a half for both teams uh, Steelers and the Titans. So uh, this game intrigues me that way uh, from a prop standpoint. Uh, and then you look at this trend, too Titan, Titans overs are 12 and 3 in, in the last 15 road games. So. I'm compelled to bet this game somehow. I, I really am. I, I just don't know about that trend, though.
2: Yeah, if the weather checks out in Pittsburgh here, uh, I don't have a Doppler radar with me. i uh, got to get that up to speed. But if the weather checks out, I think this is a game that could maybe sneaky, go over, contrarian over kind Mm -hmm. of a play here just because you think about these two teams and they're more of defensive-minded teams. Tennessee is physical. Pittsburgh's really physical. But maybe, I mean, the props, from what we were reading off earlier, most passing yards, most receiving yards, most rushing yards, the Steelers guys were pretty prominently featured on the left side of the graphic like we were joking about. So maybe this is a game where the Tennessee Titans have to kind of keep up and it goes over. And think about Big Ben and Canada, that
0: dynamic. And, okay, if I'm going out, if you're Big Ben, are you gonna go out handing the ball off? You're going out slinging. <laughs>
2: right. You're going out slinging it. <laughs> right.
0: Right. I mean, I. I yeah, I'm compelled to bet, to bet this game. Now that that
2: trend though, Titans overs are 12 and three in the last 15 road games. That could be one that you follow. Yeah. It could be one that you follow. Arizona Cardinals are in the Motor City taking on the Detroit Lions. Cardinals 13-point favorites. Total of 47. But check this out, Mm -hmm. Prince. The Cardinals are 8-0 against the spread in their last eight road games. Undefeated team. They've won every single game on the road by double digits. Will you fade, follow, or forget the Birds going up against the Lions in Motown? Yeah, you know, Hawkinson's out
0: uh, offensively for the Lions surgery. I, I mean, the Lions have been great ATS all year long. We, we understand that the total's up there 246 and a half. Uh, and you got the Cardinals laying 13. So uh, this might be what I follow. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, the Lions are, are inching closer and closer to Aiden Hutchinson, the number one overall pick uh, or, or to Badeau, who, who whichever direction they want to go in. Uh, and, and, you know, they're looking for the future certainly as a franchise. So um, the Cardinals... Uh, you know, a good get right spot for them. Looking for elixir to build up their confidence. And maybe that happens today for the Cardinals.
2: Moving along, the San Francisco 49ers are hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Niners, nine point favorites, total 46.5. But, Pritch, mm. the 49ers are 5-20 and against the spread in their last 25 games at home versus teams with losing records. We talked about the Niners. Shanahan, 6-15-1 as a home favorite at home. Will you fade, follow, or forget this trend with the Niners laying more than a TD against a team that's below 500? Well, I can't follow it because I can't lay that many points. I mean, even though this is a
0: compelling trend, though, Uh, It speaks volumes to me about Shanahan and, and what he's done with that franchise. I mean, every season except one has been a losing season. And that one outlier has been a Super Bowl appearance. Uh, So feast or famine, there you go, right? (laughs) Um, But then you got the Falcons on the other side, Uh, key injuries on the defense, and it's a defense that really uh, hasn't been able to play solid uh, all year long. And now you're going up against uh, a creative offense uh, with uh, creative individuals, explosive players too. So uh, I I can't lay that many points. It's just something within me, Uh, certainly that would imply following. Well, 49 or 5 and 20 ATS in the last 25 games at home versus teams with a losing record. I mean.
2: This is a tough call for me. I know it's one that I think I would forget. You forget it, but if you give me ten, I would, oh, I, would right. I would, I would go ahead and. Are you asking this tr- for somebody out there to give you ten? I'm right asking now. for somebody. <laughs> they gave me ten with the Jets. If you want to give me ten with the Atlanta Falcons, uh, please, because I will, uh, I will shop at your mm. shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, th- th- yeah, this is a tough one for me, though. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult. Forget. It's a difficult one here. Yeah. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals. Speaking of difficult, are going to be in the Rocky Mountains taking on the Denver Broncos as three-point underdogs. Total of forty-four. We know Mile High City, fifty-two eighty. The elevation. It is difficult. However. The Bengals are 10-0 and ATS in their last 10 games outside of the Eastern time zone. Will you fade, follow, or forget Cincy having success on the West Coast? You
0: know, it's another trend I'm going to forget about. Uh,
2: you know, the Bengals, for me, they're
0: a team that's trying to embrace themselves on the road now. All the comments, Brian Callahan, everybody, coaches and players. Uh, but it's, it's the realization of the situation that they're in. They're fighting for their playoffs lives right now. And uh, okay, wait a minute. You you could have fought earlier when you're at home three three games <laughs> in a row. Uh, what happened to that fight then? So, ma- magically, is it going to appear today? It could. I mean, the Denver Broncos are fighting for playoffs too, and you've got Fangio fighting for his job. And and uh, you got situations out there that or emerging for the Broncos that are more compelling for me. And, and so I'm going to forget that trend there
2: in this one. <laughs> I love the line. You said, yeah, you could have fought in the other games as Sure. Because well. <laughs> sure. that we, we lose sight of that. The last trend I want to ask you about Sunday Night Football, Saints and the Buccaneers. The under, Pritch, is the story in this one because the under is 10-3 and 3 in the last 13 games between the Saints and the Bucs. Will you fade, follow, or forget?
0: Um, whew. That's a good one. That's a good one, because I'm, I'm looking for bets right now, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> that is a good one. Jazz plus
2: 10? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I'm not doing that.
0: Do not playlist right there. Uh, it, it could be a follow for me uh, on this one. I mean, it's it it's the Saints, and, and it's the Saints team that's given Tom Brady problems. You, know, you got a total of 45 and a half in this one. Um, and you got Dennis Allen, who's going to be the head coach and coordinator. So, I mean, Tom Brady, he has a, a way with certain chips on his shoulder to emerge and, and knock those chips off or, or use those. And, uh, okay, lay in points that way. But then you look at the under, uh, if they get a lead – you know, are they just going to beat down the Saints? I, I don't. I think Tom Brady struggles against the Saints, but yeah. you know, having this under situation is intriguing. Though
2: the market is definitely following this trend here. It opened 48, and the total down to 45 and a half. Mm-hmm. The under looking like the play. I don't see the Saints having much right. success on the ground against that Bucks rush defense. We'll see how that one unfolds. Kicking off 5:20 Pacific, 8:20 over on the East Coast. On the other side. Picks coming up. Not a whole lot, but we're selective, so hopefully they're all winners. It is Point Spread Sunday here on VCN the Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Sunday on VCN the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Point Spread Sunday is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 and locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to Zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Point Spread Sunday rolling along from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard in Week 15 in the National Football League. Coming up in 15 minutes, I should say, Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. He'll be on the Green Zone later on today from 10 to 5 p.m. with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds here on VEASAN. He's watching Packers-Ravens later this afternoon, so we'll discuss that game coming up in 15 minutes. But Pritch, it is time (laughs) The folks have been wondering, and they've been waiting, and they've been wishing for the Eagles whisperer, but no whisperer this (laughs) week. No whisperer this week. Eagles play on Tuesday now, Rich, and that game got all sorts of COVID nonsense going on. So uh, it's hard to get a read on what's (laughs) going on. But it's time for our picks. Now, you don't have any plays. We were both on Mm -hmm. that Patriots teaser. Um, You paired it with who did you pair it with
0: The the, uh, Steelers, which I'm looking at. I'll be honest with you. I'm looking at that under situation, maybe teasing up. Uh, The total of New Orleans, Tampa, and playing under. Because I still like the Steelers. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, the situation, uh, what's going on in this game, too, is intriguing as looking at the props. And I might play some props in there, too. But uh, it's that kind of week for me, looking at starting, go back to Thursday night when you had the Chiefs cover the three the way that they did in overtime. overtime. (laughs) Uh, And then you had the Patriots stink up the joint last night uh, and still almost had a chance to cover in the teaser, right? And uh, so it feels like it's that kind of a week uh, for me anyway. Uh, So I I don't have uh, any more plays yet. But I I might add uh, during today, Uh, even endgame.
2: I've heard people on our network talk about endgame.
0: That could be some situations to look at. Uh, later today as well.
2: Yeah, and I think the important thing to always mention that is like if there's no play to be made, mm-hmm. you don't have to make a play right. at all times. You don't want to force things, especially in the NFL, which is one of the most efficient markets across all of sports. Might be the most efficient market outside of maybe a European stock or mm-hmm. overseas here, uh, just because the limits are high and there's not as many teams, not as many games. So uh, the market definitely has a shared opinion rather quickly. So don't force it. If you don't like anything, this is another week with all the who's in who's out with the COVID cases. Uh, it can be very tricky with all of that said <laughs> I have eight plays no kidding <laughs> <laughs> have <to> leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have three plays for you guys here two of them made it actually just made one of these plays while we were in the commercial break but here's the two that made the graphic for us for today's show like I mentioned I was on that teaser from earlier Patriots plus eight and a half that lost last night yada 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 who cares we flushed that down the toilet uh the Cincinnati Bengals though plus three we brought up the Broncos in fresh fades and I just really love this spot for Cincinnati right now now, this is just way too much of an overreaction, in my opinion, to last week's results. The look-ahead line on this game had the Bengals favored by three. Now they're getting three on the road. All we saw last week was Cincy lose in overtime to the San Francisco 49ers. and my, It's my belief that if they were to win that game, this would be a pick. It would be, or maybe Cincy by one or something like that, to where I would probably be playing maybe Denver plus three mm-hmm. or something if we can get that kind of number. But I think this is just way too much of an overreaction. Denver last week, they beat up an undermanned Lions team that was dealing with illnesses, uh, had a, like about 30 guys questionable heading into that game. I think Burrow's pinky is fine. Okay. He practiced in full Thursday and Friday, and I think their offense is just a little bit more complete with what they're able to do on the ground game with Joe Mixon. I think he can find a lot of success. That should open things up here. I know this Broncos secondary is awesome, but the Bengals have a trio of really good pass catchers, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. I like Cincinnati getting a field goal on the road in this game that I think should be lined around a pick. So if you're going to give me three, I'm going to take that all day long. In the AFC East, I'm going with the New York Jets. We talked about this also in Fresh Fades Mm -hmm. with the Dolphins, and I said it. I said, if you give me 10, I'm taking the New York Jets. And what popped up? The, The gods, the betting gods from Circa. Resort and Casino popped up with a 10 and I took that one during the show here earlier this morning. It's just, I think, a solid spot for this New York Jets team that they've been terrible all season long. Worst team against the spread. So I think I'm getting just a little bit value just because of how poor the Jets have been in terms of getting to the window. And Miami right now coming out of the bye, they've won and covered five straight. I want to sell high on this Dolphins team just because they're just not that elite of a team to be laying double digits in a division game. That's just way too many points. Now, the Dolphins could win this game 31 to nothing and cover the spread whatever but i think just from a market standpoint you don't want to lay double digits with a team that you do not believe is elite this is a below 500 football team i know they've won five straight they're six and seven and they're ten point favorites i'll take the other side all day long and my final play This one was added during the break about five minutes ago. The Carolina Panthers plus 14 and a half against the Buffalo Bills. It's purely a numbers play. I thought the line fair would probably be around Buffalo laying 11, 11 Mm -hmm. and a half. Uh, Josh Allen, he's going to be playing the foot sprain. I think was what was kind of keeping this line down earlier in the week. But now that we have DJ Moore, he is going to play in this game for Carolina. I know the Panthers passing game is not that great, but Matt Rule as a road dog has been a really good coach in this spot. Now you're giving me more than two touchdowns. In this game, I get that the Carolina is bad and they're getting more than two touchdowns for a reason, but I think that the reason is not good enough to justify this number. I like Carolina plus 14 and a half in Western New York, Pritch. You know what? I I, kind of like that because Matt Rule and Carolina,
0: the two quarterback system, they want to run the football more. We know Cam is challenged that way, way. PJ Walker. I mean, my goodness. Uh, And so Buffalo They've had problems against a physical front stopping the run, and yep. uh, you know targets we highlighted. Stephon Diggs, and we know Buffalo's one-dimensional offensively, uh, and, and you're you're up against it. You, you got to win football games here, so you're gonna go with what you know, and that's Josh Allen throwing football. Uh, so this is gonna be an interesting game, uh, in my
2: opinion. But I mean, that, that's uh, I like that situation you have right there. And the the Panthers' defense is. Pretty good. Right. Like it, it, it's That's not been the problem in Carolina. It's right. been the offense. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton obviously is a shell of himself of what he used to be from MVP form. So it's not going to be explosive plays, but I think the run game can help them keep this game closer. Right. And Matt Rule, since last year, since he took over the Carolina Panthers, eight and two against the spread as a road underdog. How about that? Like, now you're giving me two touchdowns <laughs> plus. Mm-hmm. I like this spot okay. for Carolina here. It's an ugly play. You don't feel good about it. I'm probably going to hate it about... Probably around 10.30 a.m. Uh, Pacific time here as, as Buffalo's up 14-0 within five minutes. But uh, I had to do it here. We'll see how that one unfolds here. So those are my three plays. Uh, Panthers plus 14 and a half, Jets plus 10, and, of course, Bengals plus three later on this afternoon here. But I want to keep up with this theme with mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills because when we look at the division odds, this was interesting to me earlier this week. I saw Buffalo as high as plus 350 to win the AFC East. And I don't don't know know what the current odds are right now. I believe we're working on getting the graphics up here. New England, of course, heading into the week. Big favorites to win the division as they have the two-game lead plus the tiebreaker having beat Buffalo in Buffalo earlier this season. However... When you looked at what the betting market was telling us heading into this weekend's games, the betting market loved Indianapolis. I mean, that game flipped from Indianapolis 2.5-point dogs to Indianapolis 2.5-point favorites Mm and closed one, but earlier in the week, it was 2.5 in favor of the Colts. So the betting market told us the Colts were going to win the game. It also told us that Buffalo was going to beat Carolina, which we all expect. Knowing what we know with that, There's only going to be a one-game difference between the Bills and the Patriots heading into next week where the Bills happen to travel to Foxborough to play the Patriots. And playing around with the ESPN playoff machine simulator here, if the Bills and the Patriots both split the series, there's a good chance Buffalo wins the tiebreaker. The Bills, I think, are very alive to win this division, especially after what we saw last week here. What do you think about maybe as this being the buy low spot on taking Buffalo to win the AFC East? I think at last check, Patriots minus 200, I believe is what Matt told me, our producer. Okay. Minus 200 to win the AFC East. Bills plus 150. You said, you said yeah, Bills plus 150 right now to win the division.
0: Oh, yeah, you, you know, so the Bills in their matchup against Carolina um, it could be a close game, right? Yep. And who knows? I mean, certainly from a betting perspective, you're looking for that. But, you know, I'm not going to react to what I just watched with uh, New England and the Colts because the Colts are so unique. Uh, The Colts, they beat down the Bills physically. I mean, that wasn't even a contest. Whereas physically, New England held up. Uh, against the Colts at home, the Colts were at home, even with that crowd and pumped-in crowd noise. By the way, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed <laughs> that, that. They always do some funny <laughs> stuff in Indy. They did, um, and they held up. You know, Mac Jones made some critical errors, which you know, as a rookie, you're going to do that. But defensively, uh, out, outside of Taylor and that last that great run that he had at at the end of the game uh physically you know i thought new england held up and uh you know you convert in a red zone as opposed to picks interceptions for mac jones if you're better next time around or not giving up a, a score on special teams on a punt I look for New England to be okay. And that's what it felt like to me after that game. Even though they lost, I still think New England's going to be okay against Buffalo.
2: Early weekend, look at next week's game is that New England right now is a two-point favorite at home against the Buffalo Bills. So they're telling you that game could go either way. If it goes in favor of the Bills... Maybe Buffalo wins that AFC East right now. Plus 150, I don't know if I like that number, but you can get you could have gotten plus 350 earlier this week here with this Bills team winning the AFC East. On the other side, Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports joins us to talk all things Packers-Ravens here on Point Spread Sunday. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. college bowl season has kicked off and VEASAN has got you covered with our all-new bowl betting guide. Get matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. Whether you're betting on every game or just want to find a few key high-value props, the VEASAN College Bowl Betting Guide can help give you an edge. Get your digital copy today for only $19.99 at VEASAN.com slash Guide. It is Point Spread Sunday rolling along here, week 15, coming to you from the VEASM studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Family Bebefe, Mike Pritchard. And joining us now, our guest, our lone guest for today's show here is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. He will be on the Green Zone later on this afternoon from 10 to 5 p.m. Pacific time watching the Packers and the Baltimore Ravens game. Eric, thank you for joining us this morning here on the pregame, or rather not the pregame show, on Point Spread Sunday. Sunday I should say here Um, the line right now looking at this thing the Green Bay Packers consensus six and a half point favorites total of 43 and a half but we do see some sevens in the market clearly that line is indicating that Lamar Jackson there's a good chance he does not play in this game what should we expect to see from the Baltimore offense if it is indeed Tyler Huntley at quarterback.
1: Yeah, thank you guys for uh, for having me this morning. I feel a little, uh, I don't know, special to have the uh, the only guest slot here today. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we're going to see that Tyler Huntley guest slot or not. It looks pretty, uh, pretty likely. I know there's been some optimism that Lamar might be able to go. He's got this badly bruised ankle, and, uh, you know, he's obviously – trying to do everything he can to get ready for this one. But if not, we get Huntley and he's, you know, he's been given two interesting tests on the road. I mean, he had the game at Chicago, they pulled out late, you know, the game against Cleveland. I thought he threw the ball pretty well, but the, the two fumbles were really the, the crucial plays that ended up kind of haunting them in the end. So, you know, with this Ravens team, obviously you're concerned about the secondary and, you know, there's the the worry about what the offense could look like without Lamar and things like that. But, I will say, I mean, John Harbaugh, I think, is coaching his tail off this season. You see the number of close games they've had. Obviously, they've had to squeeze out every bit of uh, coaching acumen from them to to be in these games. And They were close to beating the Steelers with that two-point conversion. They've had some wild finishes here. But, you know, obviously, big quarterback mismatch if it, it, it ends up being huntley Rogers. As much as I love Tyler Huntley and... I just think it's asking a lot of him and uh, he does have a couple of road tests so far. You got to be impressed with what he's done, but it's a steep climb for them, especially with, with what they give up defensively.
0: Eric, I'm curious about that Ravens offense, too, because they haven't scored an offensive touchdown in the first quarter since the Chargers uh, eight games yeah. ago. Uh, yeah. So, not only missing Lamar Jackson, okay, you're going to have a backup quarterback situation. Obviously, the injury bug uh, has gone throughout that roster all season long, and it continues. Like, from a coaching standpoint, and you mentioned a I mean, how do they get this offense started? faster uh especially against the packers today
1: hey it's really hard i mean especially you know we didn't even mention some of the other injuries i mean i think they're they're missing a couple offensive linemen you know marquise brown is banged up patrick ricard who's kind of their you know their do-it-all tight end fullback kind of move guy there a little bit as a blocker you know those are those are little subtle key pieces that that really help you know complete the, the full picture for them and you know, you'd love to be able to run the football and create some play action opportunities and really open up the playbook. But, uh, you know, if you can't do that right away and you know, you don't have a good scripted portion of the, of the, uh, the playbook there to start the game, that's how you get to those three and outs and early punts and turnovers and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, green Bay's defense, I think has played really well for the most part over this season, you know, a couple slip ups against the bears the other day, but you know they, they've they been able to pressure and, and do so without their full cast of characters as well you know they, this is a defense that i think you know has grown up in some ways and, and kind of evolved a little bit and, and gotten better over the course of the season so yeah i mean i i would i would think that they everything's on the table today even with a backup quarterback i think they'd be willing to try some stuff but uh, you know how aggressive do you get early or do you kind of save some stuff for later and see how the game's kind of flowing a little bit?
2: We're speaking with Eric Edholm, NFL writer at Yahoo Sports. He'll be on the Green Zone later on this afternoon watching Packers-Ravens. Eric, I want to get to the Green Bay Packers here in just a bit, but one more question about the Baltimore Ravens. Despite all the injuries and the losses, the Ravens are still leading the AFC North by one game right now. What do you think this Baltimore team stacks up among the other AFC contenders?
1: Yeah, that's a tricky division, isn't it? I mean, right? You could you could make a case for the for the Bengals being, you know, maybe the most talented team in the division, or at least the most firepower, perhaps. And, and you know, obviously, they were pretty darn close to winning that game in, in overtime against the Niners the other day. Uh, you know, right now they're though uh, technically in third place, they're a game behind the Browns because of the head to head factor. Uh, even though I think they have the best division record right now, so. It's kind of a jumbled mess. I mean, Pittsburgh's still in the mix at six six and one. They've given lots of reasons to, you know, to, to to doubt them as a as a contender. They've had some games where they haven't really looked apart. The They've been outscored by like fifty points this year. You know, Cincinnati on paper, I guess, looks the most talented, but I've also questions about the coaching staff and Whether Taylor, you know, command for this right now, and that's a game calling job to to win a tough game. I mean, to me, it, it, if Lamar is remotely healthy down the stretch and you have Harbaugh and that, that factor, again, I am i don't want to beat a dead horse, but while I can see Bill Belichick or Cliff Kingsbury or somebody else winning the award, I think he's done a tremendous job this year. So uh, having the, 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 the game lead right now at eight and five, even if you're looking at a, a potential loss today and having a weapon as as much as Harbaugh I think is in this game, knowing how to manage situations and put them in the best spots possible. I suppose I give them a little bit of an edge, even with with Cincinnati and and Cleveland kind of lurking right there one game back.
0: Erica, Femi and I, we were looking at some prop situations for on the Packers side, and in particular, Devontae Adams. I mean, he's got 1,200 yards already uh, on the season, seven touchdowns, too. I know Green Bay, they like to move him around the formation, making it more difficult for the Ravens right there as well. I, I mean, uh, the Ravens, with all the injuries and, and what they're trying to do with the secondary and also the pass rush, uh, I know the Packers' offensive line situation, not ideal Uh, But Aaron Rodgers, he still finds ways to get the ball to number 17. So uh, the prop situations, most receiving yards, we have that on the board right now. He's plus 600. Uh, Anything else from a prop standpoint on that Packers offense stand out to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, he's the obvious play for any kind of like over situation because you have a secondary. Like you said, it's kind of struggling a little bit. But I almost wonder if this maybe opens up the possibility for green Bay to look at other receivers too, right? We've always wanted somebody to kind of step up into that second role. And, you know, you you can think about it both ways. Like, okay, you know, this is a mismatch. Adams can't be covered by the Ravens. You know, they're going to have to look for him, but what if they sell out to stop him and take him away from, you know, just say, all right, we're going to make sure he doesn't beat us. We're willing to let, you know, Lazard or, or, you know, NBS or one of those guys uh, take the lead. So, I don't know. I always I always maybe I overthink these things too much, but sometimes I look at those situations and say perhaps it's not as obvious as it appears and there could be some real opportunities for for Rodgers to kind of get some of these other guys going today. So uh, on a specific prop it's hard to say, mm-hmm. uh and I'd be curious to see what kind of, you know, box uh you know, six-man boxes they get, to to be able to run the football. That's obviously an appealing thing for them if they can get HJ Dillon going in the cold weather. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard for me to say because it wouldn't be shocking if Adams ends up having a nice game but that other people end up kind of stepping up into that, that void a little bit.
2: Hey, Eric, we got a couple minutes left. I want to squeeze in two questions with you here as we wrap things up. The Packers this season are 11-2 and two against the spread overall. They're 33-16 and 16 against the spread under Matt LaFleur since he became the head coach in 2019. What is it about this Green Bay team that the market continues to undervalue even though they do have the reigning MVP quarterback? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean,
1: I don't know if it's the people thinking that you know, that they're due to regress or something like that, or they feel like, you know, this team isn't quite as powerful as they appear on paper. You'd think though, you know, with with a team that's reached the NFC championship two games, two years in a row, you know, that has a quarterback that's (laughs) first ballot hall of famer, you know, obviously not a franchise that just stumbled upon success recently. You know, you'd think there'd be more sort of public backing to the point where the line moves and, you know, against them, so to speak. So, it doesn't really make sense to me, but yeah, they, they've been as, as good a money as almost anybody you can you can think of the last couple of years and you know, I and mean, obviously it's it, I guess it's the fact too that they've been able to kind of keep teams at arm's distance too and and win a couple of games in pretty easy Fashion, so you know, we've obviously seen them a couple of times get overwhelmed early in games and end up losing But for the most part they give the, themselves a chance to win at the end and often you know, kind of run away from it uh, down the stretch. So, yeah, a little bit of a a strange development there that you don't often see.
2: Eric, about 15 seconds, who wins the game? Do you have a score prediction for us?
1: I'll say Green Bay 27-13. I just don't know if Baltimore is going to be able to generate enough offense. Again, all respect to what Huntley's been able to do in in a couple of relief performances this year. But, you know, without Lamar,
2: assuming he can't go, I think it's just going to be too uh, big an uphill climb. He is Eric Edholm, NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. He'll be on the Green Zone later on today watching Packers-Ravens. Appreciate you, Eric. Thanks for joining us again this morning. Enjoy the game, fellas. See ya. All right, we'll wrap up Point Spread Sunday on the other side. Final thoughts on this slate in Week 15 in the National Football League. This is Point Spread Sunday on v the sports betting network. Sign up for a Playcard, debit MasterCard, and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with Playcard. Visit Playcard.com today to apply, subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms of cost apply. Card issued by MetaBank, NA, and member FDIC. It is the final segment of Point Spread Sunday coming to you from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino Family of MFA. Mike Pritchard helping you get set for week 15 in the National Football League. Ten games today, six in the early window. We have three in the late afternoon window and, of course, one on Sunday night football between the New Orleans Saints and Tampa Bay Buccaneers here, Pritchard. but. Now's the time we want to give our final thoughts on all 10 games that we have Mm -hmm. coming up here today. An interesting note here, I got the Panthers and the Bills game is the most bet game at BetMGM, Pritch. That's interesting to me because we have a 14-point spread between a game that expected to be a blowout. Buffalo will take care of business, but that's the game that has drawn the most interest. It drew my interest about 30 minutes ago, so maybe (laughs) others were watching point spread Sunday as well. But Interesting stuff to mention nonetheless. But with that game here, Pritch, I want your final thoughts on it. Bills laying two touchdowns total at 44 – What do you think about this game, whether it be the side or the total? Well, remember the Panthers, um, Stephon
0: Gilmore, that angle right there, if you're looking at something, I mean, he's supposed to be more involved with that defense, and and the Panthers' defense uh, is a defense that could give you problems, especially if you're one-dimensional, if you are the Buffalo Bills, and we know the Buffalo Bills will be that way. Uh, They lack physicality um, or that physical presence on the field in in which uh, we can will our way and we can just dominate our opponent when we have to. Uh, The Bills, they they lack that. Uh, And then, okay the Panthers. They fired an OC. Uh, they got an OC now that Matt Rule trusts because they were together in college. And so relationships like that uh, <laughs> makes you feel better. But the execution on the field has not improved. You know, you don't have Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you have a, a two-headed monster at quarterback yeah. and, and uh, really a heavy lean towards running the football too. So uh, it, it is, it, it's one of those games in which you got a one-dimensional offense with Carolina, a one-dimensional offense with Buffalo. Uh, and they throw the football. So, which side do you want to fall on for this game? Uh, you got some playmakers, though. Stefan Diggs is one of those guys I think he's going to get heavy targets. Beasley, too. I mean, he's sneaky that way. Uh, it's the game I couldn't call, that's why I didn't bet
2: it. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's a tough game. I'm on Panthers plus 14 and a half. Uh, that's available at Circa, but across the board, it's 14. I just thought once you give me the hook, that's just way too many okay. points there. Um, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yeah. not, not feeling good about that bet, of course. Um, but sometimes you got to make the bad bets. You got to get it out the mud, as the kids <laughs> say, when you're betting NFL side. So that's what we're going to try to do later on this afternoon. Jets and the Dolphins. The Dolphins, 10-point favorites, total of 42. I have a play on this game. You do not, but I want your thoughts on it nonetheless. Y-
0: yeah, I mean. I I think Robert Sala has to show up in terms of his acumen as a defensive guy. And, okay, I know he stands on the sideline. He's observing everything, coaching the coaches, all that. We're waiting. We're waiting. (laughs) We saw another side of Flores improving the Dolphins in their defense. Now, they got great players on that side of the ball, too. uh, And the Jets, they're void of great players. I mean, that's just been the story of the Jets for a long time. And, uh, you know, you can only coach so much and do so much when when you're in that situation. Uh, Too many points for me to lay for Miami because they're they're a college offense. It's a quick strike offense in terms of getting the ball out of Tua's hands. And, uh, you know, the Jets are the Jets. They're on my do not playlist for a lot of reasons. I I cannot – Bet this football game. I don't care how attractive (laughs) it is at 10. It could be 10, right? You sound absolutely disgusting. (laughs) I am disgusting because it's 10 points right there, right? And if the Jets were just any better for me or off of my do not playlist, maybe I would take a look at that side.
2: Yeah, no, understandable. Uh, I'm, I'm sick enough, so I bet the Jets <laughs> at plus 10 here. Uh, important to note, Jalen Waddle he's out due to Kobe's on the mm-hmm. reserve COVID list. Javon Holland was on the reserve COVID list. They activated off of the list, but he has been ruled out just as of this morning. Didn't practice at all this week. He is a rookie, so I'm sure they just didn't feel comfortable putting him out there. So the Jets, or rather I should say the Dolphins, down a couple of rookies who are key contributors on them. But New York, I mean, the offensive line's a little banged up, and they're the New York Jets. So do with that information what you will. Uh, moving along. In the Meadowlands now, where the Jets typically play their home games, the New York Giants hosting the Dallas Cowboys, they're 11.5-point underdogs, total of 44. Your thoughts on this game in the NFC East?
0: Well, I I don't know if the problems are issues for the Cowboys. I I think they can solve them. Uh, You know, and maybe there's some sounding of the alarms out there at Dallas. They're just too talented. Come on, I mean, They can get it together. Uh, and, And the Giants are going the other way to me. Uh, you look at this line climb to all week long. I, I saw it right around 10, 10, and a half, and now it's up to 11 here on the board. Uh, backup quarterback situation uh, there uh, with the Giants. Uh, a lack of trust, too, because, you know, when you, when you do not handle a quarterback the right way, uh, you you mm-hmm. want you think about how the locker room handles that like if i'm a player in that locker room i'm like daniel jones next situation you guys trying to rush him I, I don't know how i would feel about that right and judge he's he's a turbulent coach Uh, And and I don't know how you get everybody on the same page. It's a good spot for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Laying 11 points, though, too rich for me to lay that many points.
2: Yeah, no Tyron Smith for the Dallas Cowboys. Tony Pollard, he's thought of as a true game-time decision. He was limited in practice on Thursday and Friday. He's dealing with that foot plantar fascia. Mm -hmm. Didn't play in the game last week against the Washington football team. Also Dallas, important to note, two defensive tackles were placed on the reserve COVID list last night. Osa Adigizua and Tristan Hill. So maybe it's it Just be careful if you're betting Dallas because who knows, something might pop up later on within the hour. We don't know what these things, the COVID cases, they just come as they go. So mm-hmm. just keep an eye on that. For the New York Giants, Adoree Jackson, he was rolled out. Of course, Daniel Jones will be out of this game. Mike Glennon starting a quarterback, Kadarius Toney. He's on the reserve COVID list as well, but Sterling Shepard is questionable as is Leonard Williams. Let's go to Heinz Field, the Pittsburgh Steelers one-point favorites, total 43.5 as they host the Tennessee Titans. This is probably the best game of the early Slate here mm-hmm. in Pritch. So, what are your thoughts on this side in total? I know you've been looking at some props. I have
0: been. As I'm all this over game. this game in terms of wanting to make a bet on it. So, looking at props uh, up and down, as well as uh, team tolls uh, in this one, too. They're both, I think, 21 and a half, uh, bet MGM. Uh, and, and so, you got Big Ben, uh, you know, the Steelers. They need to run the football more. We know that. We understand mm-hmm. that. Offensive line uh, has been a challenge for them all year long, protecting Big Ben. Uh, and and, and it, it's frustrating, and it's actually painful to watch when you can't even protect at the line of scrimmage, and you don't know who to block at times. That first half of the Vikings game oh, was good ugly. good lord, right? <laughs> but it's Big Ben, and he's going out, and, and I think he's going out swinging. Um, he's never had uh, a losing season, which is remarkable to think about as a starting quarterback. Uh, he's got a Hall of Fame career, but Can you get these young youngsters that you're playing with on the field to play the way that you need them to play? They're playmakers. Playmakers galore. Claypool, but the awareness, the situation and all that, that's frustrating in Big Ben. You can see that. So uh, if if the Steelers can get on the same page, uh, they got a great opportunity in this game at home against the Titans.
2: Yeah, Bud Dupree is making his return to Pittsburgh. Obviously, it was the Titans' free agent acquisition. He had been on IR, activated just in time for this revenge game at Heinz Field. But the Titans will be without on defense. No Janoris Jenkins, no David Long, once again, a linebacker for Tennessee. Roger Saffold, one of their better Mm -hmm. guards, also ruled out in this game. And it sounds like Joe Hayden will be able to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's move on to Duval County here, Pritch. Houston Texans (laughs) taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags 4.5. Point favorites total 39 and a half. This was hovering around three earlier in the week, but the news of Urban Meyer being fired and hey, Jacksonville's back in play now, Pritch. What do you think about the side and the total in this? This
0: is an in game situation for me because they're horrible franchises. No culture on either side. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No culture at all. And and so the Texans, they make their move to start Davis Mills, uh, who I guess eight interceptions in nine games. Uh, I I don't know why you would do that. Uh, You're benching Tyrod Taylor. Now, Tyrod Taylor's not been great either, but But from a veteran player standpoint, you know, you're you're playing for contracts. You're playing for yourself. And and do you want to be a part of the Texans franchise, do a rebuild, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, from an older veteran standpoint, uh, you're probably looking to get out of there. certainly a younger player. You just don't know yet. Uh, And then Jacksonville, uh, there's a relief out there. Uh, And, uh, you know, in the locker room, that could be what they rally behind you know mm-hmm. let, let's let's really prove how good we can be and so i think people are sided with that in this game uh, Taking the Jaguars, but it's horrible football teams playing. Uh, I want to see how they start this football game, though, because yeah. I want to see if the Jaguars are even improved uh, <laughs> without Urban Meyer. They'll probably get a standing
2: ovation from the home <laughs> crowd here. Uh, we've got to move along here. Only got 90 seconds yeah. left, and four games to get to Lions hosting the, the Arizona Cardinals right now. The Cardinals 13-point favorites, total of 47. 2022 NFL Draft for the uh, Detroit Lions. <laughs> Falcons on the road at the San Francisco 49ers. Niners nine-point favorites, total 47 and a half. You know, just explosive
0: players uh, on the side of uh, the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know defensively uh,
2: if Atlanta can handle all that. Broncos three-point home favorites against the Cincinnati Bengals, total 44.
0: Still goal game. It feels like it to me. McManus is a better kicker, though, for the Broncos.
2: And Sunday Night Football, Bucks laying 11.5 at home against the Saints, total 45.5. Tom
0: Brady uh, going, uh, Dennis Allen, head coach slash uh, defense coordinator in this one, but Brady has struggled against that Saints defense, Dennis Allen in particular
2: yeah no that's, that's gonna be an interesting game Sunday night football that does it for yeah. us here on point spread Sunday thank you to Eric Edholm the NFL writer for Yahoo Sports he'll be on the green zone later on today watching Packers and the Ravens as for our plays Prince, your eye on some props maybe mm-hmm. he'll tweet them out yes, that's all the way to that <laughs> Prince will tweet out which picks he likes I'm on Panthers plus 14 and a half Jets plus 10 and Bengals plus three that does it for us here this week best of luck to you guys week 15 in the NFL coming up next lombardi line patrick maher michael lombardi it is visa the sports betting network